With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Talk to your doctor about creating a plan that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me at Twitter, at Joy Keys, or on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and also on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. I would also love to hear from you, comments, suggestions. You can email me at SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. I just got off the phone with Chico Nigwe. She's a Nigerian writer, professor, won many awards. We were discussing her book, um, Better Never Than Late, and I'll be giving away copies of that. So please uh, check me out on the different uh, social media platforms to see how you can win. Um, And now, I believe, as she has on the line, I have a wonderful woman. She is a pilot, but she's not just any old pilot. She's an African-American woman pilot. And she overcame a disability to get her pilot's license. So uh, Leslie Irby, I believe, is on the line. Leslie, is this you? I'm here. Hi. Thank you so much for calling to show today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I saw your story, and I was like, you gotta be, I got to talk to this lady. <laughs> I got to talk to you. And, and other people needed to hear your story. I think it's so important. Um, so... Your name is Leslie Irby, and um, you're from Georgia. And um, yes. how how did pilot? How did you become with the planes? When did this start? Where did this idea of being a how? pilot? I mean, okay, well, it's a it's a fun story. Um, I've always had a love for aviation since I was a teenager. Um, when I was about fifteen. My dad asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And typically, you know, as as kids, we're like, oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer. But I had no desire to do any of those things. I lived probably about 15 minutes from Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, and I could just hear planes flying over our home all day, all night. And I said, I just want to be a pilot. 
And my dad was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll figure it out. And the next day, wow. he came home with a, with a poster of Bessie Coleman. And I, did, I had no idea who Bessie Coleman was. I had no idea the significance she had um, for African-American women. But it was a poster of her with a quote that said, the air is the only place free of prejudice. At the age of 15, mm. I didn't really understand what that meant because, you know, as, as kids, sometimes you're oblivious to kind of what's going on in the world or what has already happened in the world um, for previous people before us. So I didn't really understand. But as I matriculated through school, um, I came across a program at our local airport called ACE, which is Aviation Career Enrichment for young African Americans who are interested in aviation. And through that program, I was able to get introductory flights where I was able to see exactly what flying felt like. And I fell in love. It was just something about being 10,000 feet above, you know, the ground and in this little machine. It just did something to me that I just felt magical. So um, I, I said, this is what I want to do. So I applied as soon as I got out of high school to the Air Force Academy, and I did not get accepted. I was super devastated super because <laughs> it's okay. It, it, it worked out somehow. Um, <laughs> so I um, applied to the Air Force Academy. I didn't get in. I was super crushed. I had, like, this dream of being, like, Tom, uh, it, um, I wanted to be Top Gun. And, you know, I just wanted to be this big, bad um, F-22 fighter pilot. You know, I just had this what? vision of not. Oh, my God. You know, it, it, sounds, it sounds cool. <laughs> but, you know, clearly God said, nope, that's not the route that I'm really interested in you going down. So mm-hmm. it didn't work out. Um, so, of course, for a little while, I, I did stop flying. And in 2013, I was involved in a multi-car accident where I was left paralyzed. And one thing about me, I have a very strong faith in God. And I truly believe that God puts us in different places for different reasons and things happen in our lives for a reason. So becoming paralyzed to me was not a curse. To me, it was a blessing because in any other capacity, I could have been someone who perished that day as two other people did. And so I have to reevaluate myself and say, okay, why did I get a chance to try again in life? And from that moment on, I kind of told myself, okay, now is the time to figure out what it is is your true passion and, like, what is your purpose for living at this point? Because everything I did prior doesn't matter. You know, I've given, I've been Leslie, Leslie, let me just tell the audience that there are less than, black women make up less than 1% of pilots in America. 1%. Yes. Um, in 2019, Alaskan Airlines, they signed a pledge to increase their female African-American pilots by 2025. So we'll see how they're mm-hmm. going to be doing. They, they have four more, three, four more years left um, to deal with that. But only 1%. Um, that's mm-hmm. just amazing. So, so now you, you had this accident and you have this faith, um, but it seems like you also had a family maybe that were supporting you. 
Um, because a lot of kids, if they told their parents, uh, a black kid in America, I'm making a generalized statement, I want to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. I, I've flown a lot of planes, and I will tell you, I've never seen a black pilot come out of the cockpit. You know, sometimes the, the pilots come and uh, introduce themselves as you're boarding the plane. Now, mm-hmm. I've seen black um, stewardesses, men and women, I've seen on the plane, mm-hmm. but I have never seen a black Af- African-American, African, black pilot come out of the cockpit and, and introduce themselves to me saying, hi, I'm going to be your pilot today. So mm-hmm. it was a very... Um, a unique story of yours. So now, does your family come into play as well? Um, somewhat. They have always been supportive of almost anything that I've come up with that I've said I've wanted to. Um, they're more, we are very, we're one of those families that's like, okay, if you say you want to do it, let me see you put forth a little bit of effort for it before and then once we see that you're kind of serious about what you're doing then we'll all get on board and we'll go from there so mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. kind of how it went so it was like you know I had to find my own initiative first and then they all jumped on board and I got the best people in the world I guess <laughs> <laughs> now you also have a master's uh, in clinical rehabilitation and mental health counseling how did you get down that road? Was that to help yourself and try to understand your trauma and what had happened to you? How did you decide on that choice? Um, what happened was, so after I left um, Shepherd Center here in Atlanta from getting out of the rehab hospital, I told myself that I wanted to understand other people going through similar situations like I did. Um, one thing about going through something traumatic it's harder for people who have never kind of been in your shoes to truly understand what you've been through. It's, you know, you can go to therapy, you can talk to counselors and, you know, psychologists all you want to, but, you know, it's one thing for someone to say, I truly understand what you've been through. So I wanted to be in that role for people who have also been in those similar type situations. So I went back to school after my injury and got a master's degree in clinical rehab and mental health counseling because I wanted to be that vessel of, you know, hope to other people to say, okay, this is where you are today, but this is not where your life has to end. This is truly where your life now begins. So that so was kind of the Let me tell the audience, too, Leslie, let me let me let them know that you are in a wheelchair, correct? Correct. Now, do you have to use that all the time, or is that just uh, for certain days, or is it a 24-7 thing? No, this is 24-7. I have an L3 spinal cord injury um, from my accident. My spinal cord was severed. Um, so I am a full-time, 100% rolling diva, uh, paraplegic princess, <laughs> my friend, and it's this is pretty much, you know, this is how I get around on an everyday basis. So it's still amazing. I, I was on your Instagram page, and I saw, um, you know, we have that challenge that's going on where people are dressed really raggedy now, and then they, they mm-hmm. flash either a makeup brush. Yeah. So um, I saw yours, and yours was wonderful because, tell the audience why I, I believe I think yours was, was wonderful. Well, one, because I'm a devastating diva of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, 
But okay, the little triangle. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but also because all the other women in the video were also wheelchair users. And we are all yes. beautiful women, and we come from different backgrounds. We all have different stories as to why, you know, we all utilize a wheelchair for our everyday basis. But it just the video is basically to highlight that women of all different diversities and inclusions are beautiful. And not, you know, that, you know, just because somebody is in a wheelchair, that doesn't, you know, say that you can't participate in different challenges. So it was really to highlight the diversity of women. And it was so much fun to make. And all of us are from all over the country. So being able to come into like a little mini um, group meet message and say, okay, let's do this, let's do that, and it all comes together full circle. So I I loved it. I'm hoping it gets shared a trillion times and, you know, more people can also see it. Because one thing that I've realized about people with um, disabilities, it's kind of like a stigma that society places on them. They say, you know, most time when you say somebody's paralyzed, their brain typically goes to extreme. But then when you can physically see somebody who says, oh, this person is paralyzed, you're like, oh, you look like that, you know, she, she's right. quite beautiful. Yeah. Or, you know, this person's <laughs> limitations are a little different than this one, but it doesn't limit them as a person from being, you know, whomever they want to be. Because every single one of us in that group is some some type of occupation that somebody else may may not have known that, oh, paralysis may stop somebody from becoming a doctor. That's not true because one of the women in the video is a doctor. So mm. it, it was a beautiful thing. So I was really proud to be a part of it. Can you tell the audience a little bit about Able Flight, the program Able Flight, and how that helped you? Yes, by a guy named Charles Fight. Um, about maybe 10 or 11 years ago, he had the idea of creating a program for people with disabilities to obtain their pilot's license. So through him and Purdue University, they were able to rent out airplanes for the summer that are accessible. Um, they have accessible rudders. So in a, a regular aircraft, you have rudder pedals where you would use your feet for taxiing or depending on different things that you may need it for in the air. There are some aircraft that come equipped with a hand control that controls the rudder pedals. And him and his, his organization, and with the help of Purdue University, um, him and his Leslie, partner, can you hear me? And, yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. I had a, my dog had to interrupt to show his presence. <laughs> Um, so through Able Flight, um, they have the pedals, which are hand-controlled. So for pilots like myself, we're able to easily transfer into the aircraft, and we can manipulate all the hands, all the controls via hand. So no foot pedals are needed at all. And um, I would say I believe I was there for seven weeks. And at the end of it, if you complete all the training, you go through, it, it is a it is a FAA-approved license. It's not some type of special license for people with disabilities. We are put through the same test as any other pilot 
um, who was looking to obtain a sport license. And I passed my check ride on June 28th of 2019 and officially became a sport pilot. So now what's a sport pilot compared to, say, uh, when I go take a flight from Philadelphia to uh, Atlanta? Or can, is that a sport? What, is, what does that mean, sports pilot? Okay. Yes. Okay. So in aviation, there are different types of ratings and licenses. So a sport pilot is a pilot who's able to carry two passengers. So it's just center aircraft, single engine, um, more like, I would say, recreational aircraft piloting. The type of pilot you're referring to is an airline transport pilot. So those people have gone through multiple ratings. So they would have their private pilot's license, which is the next license, which I am working towards currently. And then they would get their multi-engine and then they have a commercial license and go from there to obtain their um, airline transport, which is the commercial, the, the deltas of the world type pilot. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so, so I am nowhere uh, near ask, there. I am on the other okay, side. Okay. I was going to say, picture. how close are you? <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near. I am so far. But that's not. It's also not something that I truly desire. I just love to okay. fly. I just love being in the air. I love, you know, with one of my friends say, "Hey, I just can we go flying today?" I'm like, "Sure." You know, why not? That's that's what. How I long have you I been in the air? How how long? How, what's your longest flight um, so far? Um, to date, I would say my longest flight was about three and a half hours. Um, I did a cross country flight, which means that I fly to three different airports within um, a hundred and fifty mile radius, and we we flew for about maybe three and a half hours in our. You make a triangle. And it was yeah, okay. it was pretty fun. I, I truly enjoyed it. Um, it's you know, aviation is one thing. It's like you kind of, it's like a, always an unknown variable sometimes. So things sometimes happen. Um, but I have some some fun times that I've flown because most of them have been done at Purdue University, where I obtained my license, and with my flight instructor there. Now, how high have you gone in the in the air? Oh. I would say currently, I would say maybe like 7,000 feet, probably. <laughs> now, what scares you? What scares you when you're flying? Does anything scare you? Mm-hmm. Well, the politically correct answer should be no, because you shouldn't be, if you're up there, especially if you're alone, you know, freaking out is the, the last thing you want to do. Um but you're human, so you can't freak out. Right, that is true. Um, I would say the only thing that would scare me is probably if I decided to go on a flight and get extremely lost, then I would probably be a little scared. But there's also ways to try to find your way back by using, like, um, different piloting skills and, like, following different roads and following things that you know, visual things to say, like, okay, I do know there's a water tower that's, you know, 10 miles from my local airport. So maybe if I turn around and go back 10 miles, I'm probably going to go back in the right, you know, direction. So I just, I would hate to get lost and just really be lost one day. But 
Now, do you see yourself becoming a teacher? Do you see yourself becoming a teacher as a pilot, a pilot teaching people how to fly? I would love to. So to do that, I would have to get um, a certified flight instructor license. And that is something that is obtainable that I could do because I would really like to open that door for other people with disabilities who are possibly interested in aviation who may think that they cannot, you know, go into aviation because of their disability. If by people seeing me and getting more aware of who I am and the road that I'm taking for them, basically because I'm trying to open the door for the next generation, if they're able to see that and I can be of any help and assistance to them in their journeys, I would love to do so. So let me ask you some fun things, okay? We talked about some serious mm-hmm. stuff here, but just some fun things. What do you carry around in your pocketbook when you're when you're going oh, out? Like, what are like a couple <laughs> things you have to have when you leave the house? This is what I have to have when oh. I leave the house. Otherwise, I got to go back. <laughs> in my purse, I have to have my phone because I I can't go too far without it. Um, I have to have my phone. I have to have my lip gloss. Uh, is it something about a nice fresh set of lip gloss? Um, and I have so many casings of the same brand of lip I have something with black radiant lip gloss. I don't know what it is about them. I just love it. So I have like 10 pieces <laughs> of it. But I have one in like oh my, my car. I have one at the bottom of my chair. I have one in my purse. I have one in my makeup bag just in case, you know, for any reason. I lose one. I always know I got another one somewhere. And let's see what else is in my Purpose. My credit card, probably need those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, those are my main three. My lip gloss. So you got card, lip gloss, and... credit card, telephone. So let me ask you mm-hmm. this. Where would you like to fly that you have not flown to? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. I would like to fly to, hmm. I would like to fly over an island. So I know physically getting there in a like a small aircraft would not be the way to go. But if I feel like commercial to, let's say, somewhere like the Maldives, then I would like to fly like that mini jet to the actual island off of the coast of the French Polynesian. Um, mm-hmm. that would be something that I think would be really cool to say. Like, I I chartered my own plane and got myself to the actual country. I think that would be amazing. Wow, that that sounds really great. I mean, even for me, I don't fly, but I would like to be a passenger on your flight and go to, oh, you yeah. know, the come, island. Come on. Come on. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me ask you some other silly questions. Um, do you drink juice or soda? I am a juice drinker, and I'm really a water drinker, truthfully. I try to stay away from all of it, but if I have to pick one, um, I go a juice drinker. So peanut butter and jelly or turkey and cheese sandwich? Mm, peanut butter and jelly. Would you like to take a hike or go swimming? Swimming. Or go in the pool? I love I swimming. Love. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, would you like to go to the movies or see an opera? Mm, you know what? I would say an opera only because I haven't, 
and I want to see if I would get that same iconic crying moment how some people do because you know it's so it's so intense that you really have to watch it because you don't you know unless you understand you know the the language you really just have to pay attention so I would love to just sit there through an opera and hopefully just ball crying because it was just so beautiful or something I would love that oh my god that's so cool yeah I, I I um I've seen some operas um and even though you don't know the language, like you kind of understand the emotion of the situation and the mm-hmm. actors, they, 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 you know, bring out those feelings in you. So you don't have to know the language. You might miss some things, but by the actors, it, it's really beautiful. And also the costumes are usually great. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I think everybody should try to at least once just go see, you know, maybe you don't ever go back, but you know, you go see and check it out. Uh, I had an opera singer on the show once before and it was an African American male opera singer. I like to have people who are doing um, unique things in our culture. And um, mm-hmm. so that's why I, I'm glad I had you on what's going on in the future for Leslie Irby. What, what in the next five years, what will we see Leslie Irby doing? In the next five years, you know, God willing, I will definitely have completed my private pilot's license and working toward probably that flight instructor license and seeing how I can work with other organizations to hopefully donate an aircraft. Um, And if I can get a plane donated to my, my cause, then hopefully trying to open that door for new pilots to come in with disabilities as well. Oh, my God, that would be awesome. If anybody's listening to this show and you know somebody with money or they got private planes and they're trying to get rid of them but they're accessible, please contact Leslie Irby. I'm putting that out there for you because that sounds absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, really. And even if they're not accessible aircraft, you know, I'm working to figure out um, hand controls to put on other um, types of aircraft so we can make them accessible. So even if somebody has one that isn't, you know, I'm more than willing to take it off their hands if they have the heart and the willingness to donate it for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Leslie, for coming on the show today. I wish you much luck in the future. I'm so happy that you are doing what you're doing because it is a great inspiration, even to me. I'm not a pilot um, and I'm not in a wheelchair, but it's an inspiration, like get off of your ass and do do whatever it is that yes. you say you're going to do yes. type of thing. You know, yes. and um, I think that is how other people will see you. And um, now let me ask you, who is another inspiration for you? Because everybody's inspired by your story, but who do, who are you inspired by? I mean, you said Bessie Coleman. Is there anybody else current day that you see, you look up to another woman um, in, in the environment right now? Um, that's another good question. <laughs> I would say if there is a female that does inspire me, um, even though not current day, I would say Rosa Parks, only because I'm biased because we're born on the same day. Um, Rosa Parks, of course, you know, we all know the story of Rosa Parks, but it was just something about her, like, willingness to just be different. That that sets her apart. You know, she said, no, I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm going to stand up for yeah. what I believe in, and I'm going to do me. We're the same person. That's excellent. You know, we're born on the same okay. day, so I think, you know, somehow I just got that 
spirit of her inside of me, but we're one and the same, you know. I don't take no for an answer. You know, if I want mm. something, I'm going to do it, regardless of any obstacle in front of me. If I say, this is what I stand on, this is my moral, this is what I believe, I'm going to make it happen. So she's also my inspiration um, as well. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, and you have a great weekend, um, and I wish you much success in all the future. And anybody listening, we need a plane. (laughs) Yes, yes. And thank you so much for having me, and please stay safe during this pandemic time. Oh, yes, you too. You have a great weekend. Stay safe and wipe everything down and wear your mask. Yes. (laughs) Stay home. All right. Uh, Okay, you you as well. Have a great Bye-bye. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, That was Leslie Irby. Um, She's an African-American pilot, but she also is in a wheelchair, and so she's doing some unique things with her life. Um, You can follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter, or you can check me out on Facebook Saturday mornings with Joy Keys. And you can also check me out on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, email me. I'd love to hear from you. Comments, suggestions, Saturdays with Joy Keys at Hotmail.com. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.